Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I called Chuck Fletcher shortly after and, you know, especially on, on Kaprizov. And when we first got Kirill over here to, to start playing in the NHL, I just called him and I, he picked up the phone. And I said, Chuck, thank you. Because, I mean, to get Kirill Kaprizov in the fifth round is amazing. And then, yeah, you know what? I knew that's why we didn't go into a, a complete rebuild. We just had to kind of shuffle things around. You know, we had good players like, you know, Spurge and Brodeen. Um, you know, uh, Felino had, you know, wasn't the Marcus Felino he is today. We had to let these guys, you know, start playing. And we had these good young players like Greenway and Eck. And, uh, you know, we had this supposed superstar over in Russia, but we just had to get him there. So, or get him here. So, yeah, there was, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of good when I got to, uh, to Minnesota. There you go. That is Minnesota Wild General Manager Bill Guerin. Uh, he joined us on Friday's edition of Oilers Now. And there he is talking about the 2015 NHL draft, a draft in which Chuck Fletcher and the Minnesota Wild organization, Brent Flair has always worked a lot with Chuck over the years. They ended up getting three players that are on their team right now. Uh, for many of you that listen to Oilers now, uh, back in 2015, we repeatedly mentioned the name Joel Erickson Eck as a possibility at 16. For the record, nobody believed that Matthew Barzell was going to fly, uh, drop to the middle of the first round in that year's. Uh, we, a lot of people had him in the top five. I figured he would go five through ten, but we repeatedly mentioned Joel Erickson Eck as a possibility for the Oilers in 2015. The Wild got him 20th in the second round. They got six foot six winger Jordan Greenway. And in the fifth round, they got Kirill Kaprizov. I mean, that's a home. The Oilers did a good job in rounds four, five, and six with defensemen. They got Caleb Jones in the fourth, Ethan Bear in the fifth, and John Marino in the sixth. So they drafted three NHL defensemen. In fact, Edmonton's success rate is much better on defense than it is on forwards after round number one, certainly over the last 20 years. All right. Uh, there's a little quick trivia or little uh, history lesson for you. We're going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. And for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. We welcome back to the show NHL insider John Shannon. Hi, John. How are you doing? Great, Bob. How are you? Good. You were working the 2015 draft for NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet that year, were you not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was an interesting draft because, I mean, you, you, the reality is you got to hit on rounds two through seven. 
you do. And the yep. Oilers did move out a bunch of picks as the compensation rules for first Pete Shirelli, who had been moved out as general manager of Boston and uh, dumped in Edmonton, hired him within 10 days of him losing his job in Boston. And then also hiring Todd McClellan, which was the worst. Everybody knew the Oilers, whether it was Craig McTavish or Pete Shirelli, Todd McClellan was on the radar screen for Edmonton at that time. So they ended up giving up some picks there. It's interesting, right? Like the Wild, they got they drafted three really good forwards. There's no question. The Oilers actually, rounds four, five, and six, you can't argue with Jones, Bear, and Marino. They ended up hitting on all three players, John. Yes, and uh, I guess when you look back at it now with the, the fact that John Marino wouldn't report... Uh, you wonder what kind of impact he would have had on this organization if he'd been able to stick and and stay in Edmonton and, and play for the Oilers. Well, and you, and part of the reason he that that was a Pete, that, you know, for all the criticism directed Pete Chiarelli's years uh, way over the years. The John Marino pick was a heavily Pete Chiarelli influenced pick. So once Pete stopped being the GM here, yeah, uh, away you go. And we've seen it's interesting that trade that Pittsburgh and New Jersey made. Uh, Ty Smith, represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson, John, as you know, is basically in the minors. Has been in the minors mostly for Pittsburgh and Marino. His, he's plus 12 this year uh, for the New Jersey Devils. And dare I say, he has been a significant. Um, a significant addition for the Devils. He's rounded out their defense and played a ma- I, right now. He's the best of the three of them between uh, you know Caleb Jones, Ethan Bear, and John Marino. I don't think it can be debated for a second that Marino's the best of those defensemen. He's made a big difference, and the one guy in New Jersey that was very familiar with him, obviously, uh, was Tom Fitzgerald. Uh, who had who prior to his joining the Devils was an assistant general manager for Jimmy Rutherford for the Penguins. So they knew of, of Marino and they they knew him uh, from those you know the three years that he was in the Penguins organization before getting traded to the Devils. Yeah, and Ty Smith has played the entire season in Wilkesbury uh, in the American Hockey League. Uh, now he's in his entry level deal. He's in the third year, and part of this is because because uh, I thought when Pittsburgh came to town, the guys told me that he should have made the team based on how he performed. But they had uh, issues with uh, you know they were going to have to end up sending a guy down right. uh, and potentially losing somebody on waivers. And so instead of doing that, they've they farmed out Barry to or uh, Smith to start, and away you go. But it's a pretty. It was a, a, a Pierre uh, Oliver uh, Olivier Joseph is the uh, guy that's up right now that has to clear. So that's part of the reason why he's been up with Pittsburgh all year. Uh, so let's switch focus to Edmonton and Minnesota. What do you think it meant for the Oilers to get that victory against the Wild, who beat them in seven consecutive games on Friday night uh, in Edmonton? Not only beat the uh, beat the, the Wild, but I think play one of their more complete games in a long time, Bob. Uh, I, I think it meant a great deal. Um, you know, finally the team was rested, uh, and and I think it augurs well for going back into St. Paul tonight and and doing the same thing there. Although it seems it does seem that the uh, that the Wild play much differently at home than they do on the road. Now, they played a good game in Vancouver on Saturday and shut them down. Got a little bit of an energy boost from Sammy Walker coming up. Um, Philip Gustafson gave him a shutout performance against the Vancouver Canucks. And here's where we're going to rely on your league sources. What's going to happen out in Vancouver, John? Well, you know, I, I, the problem is is that they what they've done in the last 
15 games is two steps forward, one step back. Just when they get to the point where they start, they start to think that they're over the hump, they make a terrible mistake. You know, they, they had won three games in a row, um, so people were feeling good about them, even though it wasn't Thatcher Demko in goal, it was Spencer Martin or Colin Delia. Um, and then, you know, the game against Minnesota on Saturday was not necessarily a clunker, but when you have three consecutive power plays in the second period and can't generate a shot on goal and, in fact, have a shorthanded goal scored against you, it, it, there's just something missing. And and I, Jim, Jim Rutherford's a patient guy, has always been a patient guy, but you do have to wonder at what point is his patience wearing thin. And, and perhaps we're going to understand a little bit more about uh, what he can do when m- more notice about what's going on with next year's cap might come out of the Board of Governors meetings this week in Florida. Do you believe that Brock Besser is as available as everybody's saying he is? I think there are a lot more people in Vancouver available than people think there are. I, I, I really do. I, you know, I, they're at a certain point, you know, Alvin and Rutherford have to start putting a better stamp on this organization. I don't think they've done that yet. Um, and when that comes, it'll be a very interesting time. Besser, the, the, the issue with me with Brock Besser is is that what's to suggest he's going to get out of this funk when he gets traded? You know, he's been given ample opportunity to succeed. He's on the second power play in Vancouver. He's been given pretty good line mates. Uh, right now he's with, uh, I think, Elias Pettersson and Mikheyev. So there's been lots of positives for Brock Besser to to get out of this funk, and he just can't seem to do it. I don't know what changing his environment will do to uh, uh, to to help him play better. And I'm sure if you're a general manager, you're asking that same question. Well, you know what? I mean, the orders have a player, albeit a guy who has no term left in his deal, and that's yes, a Pulleyarby. Um I, I know you saw the uh, Mark Spector's piece and uh, the quotes uh, attributed to Marcus Leto as well as Jesse uh, through Tommy Seppala. This is not ideal for Edmonton, but uh, you know the reality is the Oilers are six and two in their last eight games, and with Yamamoto back, this this kind of allows Edmonton maybe to be putting Puliyarvi in a better position to succeed with less pressure, just playing on the third line. What do you think? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Perhaps, you know, I mean, you know, again, we we continue to wonder what will unlock the potential that Pugliarvi has. And, and, I mean, I'm still one of those guys that think Pugliarvi has potential. 
I don't think you can play the game as long as he has, whether it be in in North America or home in Finland and have success like he's had, particularly in Finland, with with that body. I mean, he's he's a Greek god of a guy, Bob. I mean, he and and you know, he, he, the problem right now is his body is much faster than his mind. And I and now the confidence being eroded is one of those things that you have to deal with at a certain point too. But putting him on the third line and attaching less pressure to him might be the answer to making him feel much more welcomed, wanted, willing to contribute. I don't know what the what the actual uh, phrase should be, but there's got to be a way to get. Pugliarvi to be much better, and I'm sure that Jay and the, and the coaching staff have thought long and hard about this before they, they decide what they need to do. Alright, we're having a bit of fun on today's show. We opened with Opus's Life is Life because it's had resurfaced in the World Cup, and we talked about one-hit wonders, but not in terms of musical acts, but in terms of Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the Fizzler says, what about Nikita Nikitin? Uh, another text out of Edmonton says, Alex Salavanov, 27 goals with the Oilers in 99-2000. Lyle from Red Deer says, Bob, what about Linus Omark and Jason Bond Sr.? Um, and Joel says, I hate to do this to the fans in oil country. Uh, what about Neil Yakupov? And Bo- this texter out of Edmonton, uh, the two Brad says, uh, Robbie Shrimp is his one-hit wonder. I mean, it happens once in a while. I mean, in the case of Shrimp and Bonsignor, they, they were kind of like, you know, first-round picks that never really panned out here. I thought Brent Grieve was an excellent one because he came out of the Islanders' farm system and had 13 goals in the final 24 games of a season. I think it was 93 94, but the Oilers were playing out the, the string. Was that the year that they had uh, George Burnett as head coach at the start of the year? Anyhow, I digress. You got any uh, one-hit wonders off the top of your mind that you can think of, John? Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think back. Um, <laughs> where do you... And he, I know he played longer than one year. Where do you put Peter Klima in all this? <laughs> well, he scored one... Well, he had a 40-goal season after scoring that game I, winner. I, I, I know, but... You know, I think there was always, you know, he, and listen, I mean, one of the most important goals in Euler history, really, in many ways. Yeah. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head because I, as you and you did not prep me with this question before. So I never I do. Figure, we should explain I, I, that to the listeners. This is, and, and part of it's just stream of consciousness radio at times, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't need, I, I think people can tell when it's rehearsed, John. That's why I love having fun with stuff like this. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. Um, I'm going to have to think about it. You're going to have to give me a couple minutes. Well, in the meantime, I'm going to ask you what we did discuss on Thursday last week, and Elliot Friedman reported again. Uh, we are going to have a Heritage Classic. Uh, it's going to be yep. in Edmonton, the 20th anniversary. It's going to be in the fall, and it's going to be the Calgary Flames. Now, as a former television producer, how much, how difficult of an event is it to broadcast, and do you like the aesthetic view, the TV look of the Heritage Classic, uh, you know, and, and the outdoor class, or, or does it sort of work, you know, you're on a football field, that puck is small, give me your thoughts on it. It's hard. Listen, it's, it's a hard event to be part of. Uh, the NHL has it down to a science now, um, and, 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 you know, after doing it for well, they didn't do the one in 2003. Was That was our buddy Don Metz and his guys in Edmonton that really did such a, a great job that the league bought into it. But for the last 13 years, the NHL, starting with Danny Craig and his crew, um, 
and and the outside production company they use, they've done a marvelous job at creating the atmosphere in arena, in stadium. Uh, and it's difficult to complain about that. But it, for, from a TV perspective, it, it's it's hard um, simply because you are too far away. Uh, even though the lenses on cameras are good, it's difficult to figure out flow. You know, we, we, we actually buy into losing the puck on the near boards yep. when you're in a regular arena, but we have a more difficult time of understanding it when you're that far away in a football stadium. It, it, it's not a game, right? You know, last Friday night against the Wild was a game. When the Oilers and the Flames play at Commonwealth, it will be an event, and it will be sold as an event, and the game is almost secondary to the event. Uh, I, I'm quite fascinated that I understand why it's Calgary. That's an important two points <laughs> to put outdoors. Uh, and I understand why they're doing it. But, man, oh, man, that's one of those ones where you say, wow, I, I, to put the Battle of Alberta outside, certainly you can have 60,000 people there and enjoy it. But that's an important two points to put out there, and that would be the one concern I have if you're not trying to just purely sell tickets. Yeah, obviously I broadcast the one in Winnipeg. Um, and as you know, I used to do football play-by-play in the only CFL stadium in the West that we that I did games from. Oh, I did them too. I did a McMahon Stadium with the Golden Bears as well as uh, Taylor Field at the time with Regina. But that's football, and the ball's easy to find. I found that the game that Jack and me did in Winnipeg, um, and again, Don Metz helped us out immensely because we ended up getting you know, some of the great alumni players on during the course of the, the alumni game. That was, the event stuff was great. We had an awesome time with clients and sponsors. We had back-to-back dinners. But the game itself against the Jets on the Sunday afternoon, they had a little bit of an issue a delaying because of the ice and the sunlight. It is, from a radio perspective, it's not the easiest because, of course, the TV broadcasters end up getting a separate, closer well, to be frank with you, they have a much closer broadcast view of the games at Rogers Place as well. They're on the, uh, yeah. you know, the fourth floor, and we're up on the eighth. So, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it easier to. But again, you're in an arena as opposed to in a football stadium. I, I, I'm a bit like you, John. It's, it's, it's a to me. It takes a little away from the game, but I get it in terms of getting everybody involved and, and you know, and, and what those guys, the funny thing is, is you, Patrick LaForge just told the story a couple of weeks ago, an event we did at the Derek John. He said that the league wasn't on board with the Heritage Classic until Wayne Gretzky said that was a great idea. And then he said that everything around to changed. Yeah, there, a lot um, of, there was a, there lot, was of a lot of pushback. There were, I, I remember there was. A, I wasn't. I was at, actually with another NHL club at the time, but there was a lot of pushback, um, and and a lot of it might have to do with it wasn't their idea, because um, that tends to be how things happen in sports these days. No, in life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In yeah, life, you, you, you you said it. I didn't. Um, it, but you know, and and why, what we don't understand is how close that one in two thousand three came to not comp- happening at all with the cold weather. Um, and there were concerns for both clubs and, and for the officials and the players uh, with it being minus twenty five. And yet it did it did get pulled off and got pulled off with great success. So, and the rest is history. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're going to come to town for it? 
What, what year is this? Next October? Yeah. I, I, you know, I may be living in Mazatland by then. You never know. We can't be that lucky. <laughs> no. Okay, here's my one-hit wonder. You ready for this one? This is a wild one. You ready? Yep. Tom Bladen. Oh, man. Oh, are you going to like a former Edmonton Oil King? Well, he played one game for the Edmonton Oilers. What's that? He played one game for the Edmonton Oilers. Well, that really is a one-game, one-hit one. Because uh, I, I remember doing it, and of course everybody was excited that Bladen showed up because, you know, former Stanley Cup champion with the Flyers and, uh, you know, doing what he had to do and and then gets acquired and, and, and signs with the Oilers. And then I, and I remembered his name, and so I just checked it. He played one game. So Tom Bladen, for five years, was an offensive. He was sort oh, of, yeah. he was a good, like he was a second round pick of the Flyers out of the Oil Kings in '72. Went right to the NHL, played the next year, forty two points uh, on the '72-'73 Flyers, and then of course won back to back Stanley Cup championships in '74, '75 best offensive campaign he had 53 points in 76 77 so he was a pretty good offensive defenseman who was not timid by the way nope. well nobody anybody that played the flyers wasn't timid so. no well and they had lots of backup yeah and they rarely fought one-on-one uh yes uh now one of the ones i'm going to throw and we've we've had several texters mention this guy scott fraser who was a uh, Ooh, late yeah. round pick of the Montreal Canadiens back in 1991 out of Dartmouth? Got washed out in the Canadiens organization, came to the Oilers, and in 97 98, in the, uh, played 29 games at the end of that season and had 12 goals and 23 points. Signed with the Rangers in 98 99. So in 29 games, he had 12 goals. This is a crazy stat, John. Yeah, no, I remember. Remember, yeah. like he, so he played like he played fourteen games of the Canadians in ninety five, ninety six, bounced around pros, came to the Oilers in ninety seven, ninety eight, twelve, eleven, twenty three, and twenty nine. So he only scored sixteen career goals in the NHL. He's in seventy. He only played seventy one NHL games. He played forty two games, yeah. twenty eight games in with the Rangers. They sent him down to the minors halfway through that year, and that was it. Never resurfed. You can't even find anything on him on a hockey DB after that ninety-eight, ninety-nine year. Yeah, no, it's fascinating to uh, uh, to look at his numbers, but that's a good one. Good, yeah, that's a good one because I remember again when he came to the Oilers, people said, "Well, they finally got a bit of a goal scorer," and 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 he uh, he, he for that that small tenure he was at Edmonton, he, he was pretty successful. Yeah, we probably had five or six people suggest Scott Fraser. John, great stuff. We'll talk on Thursday. Okay, Bob. For legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. We will tell you that guests on the show receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It was my night to cook on Saturday night on the off day, and uh, we did her up with Roos Chris, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell uh, Chef Altaf, Chris, and Brendan that Oilers Now sent you open Tuesday through Sunday from uh, 5 until 10 p.m. And if you're looking for the perfect holiday gift, you can join Oilers Now in Vegas in January to see the Oilers play their Pacific Division rivals, the Vegas Golden Knights. This new West Travel package includes... 
airfare. Three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Strip. Great game tickets. We're going to do a welcome reception as well. For the Oilers Now Hockey Vegas Package, reach out to newwesttravel.com. It is uh, 12.57 in Edmonton. Coming up in the next half hour, we will get to Oilers Game Day Trivia for St. Albert's sport, Source for Sports. Uh, we'll do NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. We'll also hear from both from both Tyson Berry and Matthew Dumba. This is Oilers Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.